You're listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast, a podcast where we talk about the intersection of faith and social justice and what a first century Jewish prophet of the poor from Galilee offers us today in our work of love, compassion, and justice. To support this podcast, go to RenewedHeartMinistries.com and click donate. Love and justice, they're connected in the Gospels. And proclaiming love, specifically a universal love, that will necessarily move us to make sure then that every person who's the object of that love, the recipient of that love, every person around us has what they need then to thrive. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Jesus for Everyone podcast. My name is Herb Montgomery, and this is episode 385. Our title this week is Universal Love Means Universal Thriving, and our reading is from John 6, 56 through 69. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so the One who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Your ancestors ate the manna and died, but whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. He said this while teaching in the synagogue in Capernaum. On hearing it, many of his disciples said, This is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? Aware that his disciples were grumbling about this, Jesus said to them, Does this offend you? Then what if you see the Son of Man ascend? to where he was before. The Spirit gives life, the flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of spirit and life. Yet there are some of you who do not believe. First, Jesus had known from the beginning which of them did not believe and who would betray him. He went on to say, This is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled him. From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. You do not want to leave me too, do you? Jesus asked the twelve. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. Again, that's John 6, 51 through 69. So there's a lot to unpack in this week's reading. And this passage starts uh, Jesus's command to, to eat his flesh and drink his blood. The the original audience would have immediately recognized this as a metaphor and not meant to be taken literally. But nonetheless, just as we discussed last week in last week's episode, it is very hard to imagine a first century Jewish male deeply cultured in the teachings of Torah using this kind of language, even metaphorically. And even the text itself recognizes that this language is probably problematic on the the, the lips of a Jewish teacher. It says, on hearing it, many of his disciples said, this is a hard teaching, who can accept it? The the author recognizes the problem that this language uh, creates for its its Jewish audience. And and the the text here even seems to be trying to to get out in front of that problem by highlighting the tension in the story itself. It says, from this time, many of his disciples 
disciples turned back and, and no longer followed him. This passage also includes the early Gnostic Pauline view of the world as divided between the spirit and, and the flesh. Uh, Christianity has a long history of harmfully categorizing things of the flesh as evil and things of the spirit as good. And, and for an excellent telling of this history, I want to recommend to you this week a book by Brock and Parker. It's entitled Saving Paradise, How Christianity Traded Love of This World for Crucifixion and Empire. It's an excellent read. But the Jesus of the Synoptic Gospels, that's Matthew, Mark, and Luke, that Jesus in those versions of the Jesus story doesn't draw the deep distinction between the spirit and the flesh that's described in the Gospel of John or in Paul's works. In the Synoptic Gospels, we see instead a very fleshly Jesus who is deeply concerned with what negatively impacts people's material, concrete well-being. His response to suffering is, is not to focus on the spirit, but to liberate humanity from whatever oppresses people in their flesh. The Jesus of, of those Gospels is very enfleshed. And what I do appreciate about this week's passage in John is that its author keeps defining spirit for Jesus' followers in terms of the words of Jesus. The Jesus' words are spirit and life. And Simon Peter also affirms that, that Jesus has the words of life in the story when he says, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And, and he's pointing to, again, the words of Jesus, his teaching teachings, his message. And in our context today, again, it is difficult to understand that distinction between flesh and spirit, even if John's original audience understood it. But defining whatever is meant by spirit as focused on the words or the teachings of Jesus, this I can begin to get my head around. And perhaps it's easier for you to understand as well. The teachings of Jesus bring to my mind Matthew's Sermon on the Mount, which the, the, the author of the Gospel of John doesn't even mention, or, or the economic, economic justice that's found throughout the entire Gospel of Luke, or in Mark, the teachings of Jesus repeatedly challenge the political status quo through stories full of political symbols and meaning for that society. And even in John, the teachings of Jesus emphasize the importance of love more than any of the synoptics. So consider the following passages. This is from Matthew 7 verse 12, and you can cross-reference it with Luke 6, 31. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. That's spirit. It says the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's Matthew twenty two thirty nine. 39. In Mark 12, 33, to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. Uh, Luke 10, 27 through 28, he answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. You have, correct, you have answered correctly, Jesus replied, do this. 
this and you will live. In John 13, 34 through 35, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. So these are the words, the the teachings that are life. They were life 2,000 years ago and they're life, I would argue, even still today. Love remember, is not only named in the Gospels as an ethic of life, it's also defined in the Gospels. And that's very important, that we not only use the language of love, but that we define what we mean by that term love. John emphasizes love more than any of the other canonical Gospels. Yet, I would argue that even though John uses the language of love more, we still need the synoptic Gospels to define, again, what that love looks like publicly. As Cornell West often says, justice is what love looks like in public. And Matthew and Luke can be interpreted to teach this too. In Matthew 12, 18, it says, Here is my servant whom I have chosen, the one I love and whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him and he will proclaim justice to the nations. Again, that's Matthew 12, 8. Or in Luke eleven forty two, Jesus is concerned. You neglect justice and the love of God. Love and justice, they're connected in the Gospels. And proclaiming love, which Christianity is famous for, proclaiming love, specifically a universal love, this idea that God loves everyone, a love which everyone is the object of, and embracing the directive to practice that love for everyone of of our neighbors, that will necessarily move us to make sure then that every person who's the object of that love, the recipient of that love, every person person around us has what they need then to thrive. I mean, love, if, if, if you love someone, you want them to thrive. We won't focus only on ourselves individually, but we'll also account for, for others within our collective communities too. It's social, and that's actually the root of social justice. We at Renewed Heart Ministries, we sometimes call it making our world a safe, compassionate, just home for everyone. Yeah, yeah whether you call it social justice or, or politics or economics, whatever, in the end, what we're talking about is love and treating others the way oneself would like to be treated. Anything less isn't love, no matter how Christian the language is for it. So, As, as a Jesus follower, our, our, our words of love must be accompanied by actions of justice. And, and we, we say something about this every week. We talk about choosing compassion, taking action, and working towards justice. This This is how we define living in the way of love, repeated in each version of the Jesus story that we hold sacred. It's love and justice. These, according to our reading this week, these are spirit. These are the words of Jesus. These are spirit. These are life. Heart group application this week. I want you to share something that spoke to you from this week's Eastside or podcast episode with your heart group. Number two, many of us are feeling deeply concerned with the events in Afghanistan this week. Uh, I want to give you a few organizations that are providing ways for those who are moved to take action to do so. I'll give you a link to each one of these organizations in this week's Eastside. Um, if you can't access the Eastside, you 
you can Google any one of these. No one left behind. International Refuge uh, Refugee Assistance Project. Uh, women for Afghan Women. Lutheran Immigration and Refugee Service. International Rescue Committee. Global Giving. World Help. And Child Foundation. There are others, uh, but but these are ones that we've vetted here, and uh, I pass them on to you for you to uh, do your due diligence and and see if there's an avenue in those where you can actually take some action. Number three, and that this is number three, what can you do this week, big or small, to continue setting in motion the work of shaping our world into a safe, compassionate, just home for everyone? Thanks for checking in with us today. And as we say each week, right where you are, keep living in love, choosing compassion, taking action, and working towards justice. I love each one of you dearly. I'll see you next week.